It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the newest edition of the Giants huddle podcast. John Schmelk with you as we wrap up three days of practice at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. We'll be joined by Jeff Risden from Real GM in just a second. But first, a reminder, you can find the Giants Huddle Podcast on the Giants mobile app, all your favorite podcast platforms, and at Giants.com slash podcast. And we'll have another podcast early next week as we recap the game in practice as well. All right, let's welcome our, our guest. He is Jeff Risden, friend of the program from RealGM.com. Jeff, I escaped early. You are still in what I imagine is still wet Mobile, Alabama. How you doing, man? Yeah, uh, I, I'm still here uh, for some reason. <laughs> I fly out later today, so uh, I'm, I'm ready to. Uh, well, I, I don't want to complain about the wet because I'm going home to the western part of Michigan where my kids have not had school since Tuesday. So I'm not not thrilled about that. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy the relative warm weather while it's still here, but. Dude, I'm wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm back here in New Jersey. We're supposed to get like half an inch of ice in about two hours, so that should be fun driving home today. Um, let, let's talk about the the players and the teams here, Jeff. Overall take on the group you saw the last three days in practice before we start digging into some details. You know, I, I thought there were some highlights. I, I thought that the, the off-ball linebacker class was good. I thought we saw some wide receivers who stood out. Um, they were. It was. It was pretty easy to tell um, from even the first practice on Tuesday, who was really standing out above other people. And there was also a, there were a few players that looked like maybe they didn't belong here or, or weren't quite ready for it or whatever. But overall, I think it, this was my 13th Senior Bowl. I, I put this one kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of overall talent. There are probably four or five first-round picks here, uh, maybe, maybe six, depending on, on what happens with a couple of guys. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's also a lot more guys that are here this year who are probably in that sixth or seventh-round range or wind up being, you know, priority undrafted free agents. That's, you know, there wasn't as big of a cluster in the middle as we normally get. Yeah, usually the Senior Bowl owns days two and three of the draft, right? I mean, uh, uh, rounds two and three, pardon me, and, and that's usually where they, they yeah, kind of absolutely. dominate. Um, and I agree. I don't think we saw necessarily as many guys in that group, but let's dig into one part of your first answer here, Jeff. You said five to six first-rounders. Who are the guys walking out of this event this week before the game that you think could make it into the first round? Yeah, I, I think the most obvious one is really close to quarterback from Liberty. Most people probably had him in that range anyways. He showed <laughs> he had a very interesting week. He was at times the best quarterback here and at times the worst quarterback <laughs> here. And that's that that's that's the roller coaster you get with it. Uh he's he showed a lot of, of really really interesting and intriguing physical tools. He's a likable guy. It was clear that he had uh, the, the, you know, the teammates all liked him. The coaches liked him. Uh, I was down here with with the, with, with the Lions, basically, and uh, you know they, they were coaching him, and, and all the coaches that I talked to were like, yeah, we, this guy gets it. Like, th- this, is, this is a natural, easygoing leader. So he's got a lot of that going for him. But man, his bad throws, even here, are like, wow, like, <laughs> How did, how, did he get, how did he get a scholarship bad? Uh, and I, I don't know how you reconcile that, but, but just the, the upside that he's got, he's going in the first. 
Well, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff, and it's funny, Jeff, couple- and Jeff, Jeff, really quick, I just wanted to, to add to something on, on Willis real quick. There was even one play-action yeah. pass from under center where he turns his back, fakes the handoff, and when I say his feet were all over the place, it looked like he was doing some type of medieval dance the way he was trying to turn back to see the field. So you're right, <laughs> there's a lot of fundamentals that need to be worked out there. Yeah, he has no concept of touch on the pass either. He threw a comeback route on Wednesday uh, in the rain to a tight end who was five yards down the field. It bounced off the tight end so far it went behind Willis. Like He's got that kind of arm strength, but he also has that lack of touch. And that's uh, other. He's had one beautifully feathered throw on the outside at the end of Wednesday's practice, where the guys that I was with we turned to each other and were like, "Wow, did yep. not know he had that club in the bag." Okay, so th- there's a lot of work there. Look, if you're looking for a quarterback for 2023, 2024. Willis is probably your guy. You want a guy that plays in 2022, you better stay away. Um, that's, that's the easiest way to say it with him. There's a lot to like, but there's there's a lot more with that. Um, another quarterback that was here that I, I think solidified late first-round status is Sam Howell from, from North Carolina. He's he's very different. He's they're, they're all the same size. All three of the quarterbacks on the, the, the Lions roster, the American roster, are the exact same size. They're six foot and 215 pounds. Uh, which is smaller than you ideally want. Howell has has a very strong arm. He, I think he showed that he can hit some anticipatory throws down here. There's just a lack of wow with him that that sort of you know puzzles you. And if you watch his game tape, you sort of get the same thing. You're like, okay, he's good. I'm not sure he's great. That's that's sort of the, the vibe that he gave off here too. Uh, best defensive player here, Jermaine Johnson from, from Florida State, the, the pass rusher. That guy worked his way. Um, this was someone that people were generally projecting in the 20 to 32 range. I'm not sure that he gets out of the teens anymore. He put on such a consistent display. He beat everybody, but he didn't just beat him with speed. He can win with power. He can win with technique. He looked good in in, in pass, passing drills where he dropped. Um, just a very natural, easy-to-project 3-4 outside linebacker pass rusher. Uh, that, that guy made himself a lot of money this week, and, and a lot of fans, too. He, this is another guy... He plays with some passion to him. Uh, he he, let, he lets you know when when, you, when he's got you. So that he he's certainly made himself a lot of money. Offensive line, I think this is this is an interesting one. I'm not sure where the NFL is completely on him, but Bernard Ryman from Austria, uh, an Austrian foreign exchange student who wound up at Central Michigan. This guy, other than two reps that he had back to back, where 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 somebody beat him like wide around the edge. He was really good in pass protection, and I, I happened to see him play in person at Central Michigan. He's legit. This guy is a for, – for a guy who's only been playing football for you know a handful of years, he's really advanced with his technique. His hands are good. This is a guy that you can plug and play um, and, and will get better. Uh, so I, I think – I don't know about first round, but probably top 40, I think you're going to see him go. Uh, and, and it could be in the first round. So he's an interesting one. Wide receiver Christian Watson from North Dakota State – it's going to depend a lot on his time at the Combine because uh, he was the, clearly the best receiver here. Very yeah. talented guy, big guy, um, has has kind of the frame of a Kenny Galladay, can go up and, and make contested catches over uh, defensive backs. I know Giants fans want to see a little more of that, but you know, that this, this guy, he, he showed that he can get off the line well, showed that he can run well after the catch. He blocked with enthusiasm. Uh, I'm not sure that he has the greatest, like, Instant speed. He does have good build-up speed, though. So that, that's a guy that's probably like Ryman, probably in the top forty, anyways. Uh, defensive line wasn't wasn't great, but you know that there's not a lot of teams that are going to be looking at that, you know, in the first round. So that's probably where you're at. Um, may, maybe. And, oh, I forgot Kenny Pickett. 
Kenny Pickett will probably be the first quarterback. I, I think this is still subject for a lot of debate. It's probably either going to be him or Willis. But uh, he, he showed enough that, like, look, if you like Matt Ryan, if you like the good version of Jared Goff, if you like Kirk Cousins, you're going to like Kenny Pickett. I think Pickett probably has a little bit higher ending than some of those guys. Um, like, if you get a, a good team around him, I think he's probably a little bit more more likely to, to drive them to, to being better. But uh, I'm not sure that he's a guy that you come in and, and take takes over a team that's, you know, Four and thirteen, and instantly lifts them up to being a team that that's thirteen and four. That's that's just not who he is. But he's he's a very solid pa- passer. Best footwork here, best technique here. He can alter his throwing platform a little bit. Very good at, at, at hitting receivers when and where they need to be hit. You know, he can hit a guy in perfect stride at five yards or at twenty-five yards, and that that's something that's very important. That's that's something that the other guys here just showed that they could not do. So uh, he, he's he's a comfortable first rounder, but uh, you know you have to weigh your, your things. If you're if you're if you're rolling your dice and, and going for the home run, you know you, you probably want Willis. If you want a guy that's going to hit you a triple a lot, uh, but, but you never hit the home run, you probably like Pickett. Yeah, I, Jeff, I have all those same guys on, on my list as well for guys that did well. I want to throw a couple of their names at you that jumped out to me. I thought the South Carolina edge player, Kingsley Enubare, you know, not quite as good as Jermaine Johnson, but I thought he was right behind them. I thought he had a real nice day on the edge, and the way these pass rushers get drafted, I could see him turning out to be a, a top 40, top 45 type of selection with the week he had. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And he also did very well when they tried to do a little swing pass over his head on that was that was yesterday's practice. That was Thursday's practice. He wound up uh, jumping up a lot higher than the quarterback thought he would and, and chipped it away. He's a very aware player. Uh, he's got some juice around the edge too. He's not a guy that can do a lot other than go around the edge at this point. He doesn't have that that sort of inside counter yet. Yep. But uh, th- that's certainly a useful pass rusher there. Yeah, and, and you mentioned a couple of the defensive linemen. You know, for a defensive tackle to get into that first round, I think they have to be special. I don't think we have any of those guys here. But I do think we're going to have a bunch of day two guys, right? Devontae Wyatt, uh, I thought, did well. I thought Travis Jones from UConn, if you're looking to draft a nose tackle, that guy, you know, he was basically just pushing back the center into the quarterback's lap on all those one-on-one drills. I thought Logan Hall had a nice little weekend, uh, a nice little week, rather. John Ridgway was pretty good. So I think you're going to have some defensive tackles tackles that could be day two picks in this class as well. Yeah, and I actually just wrote up Jones for for Lions Wire. That guy had a great week. Um, like you said, he, he just bowls guys backwards. Uh, sort of a, a classic pass-rushing nose tackle. But he also he showed that he can slide out a little bit. They, they played him with some three technique, yep. and he did all right there, too. He had some wins there. Uh, he's, he's an interesting player. You don't hear or see a lot of UConn football. Uh, this, this is a guy that's going solidly in day two, probably in the, in the first half of day two. But, you know, this is you know, 40 to 60 overall range. That he, he's, he certainly helped himself a lot this week. All right, let, let's talk about some of the offensive linemen. You mentioned a couple. Two guys that jumped out at me were, were Trevor Penning and Zion Johnson. Do you think Penning can find his way into the late first round? And, and where do you think Zion Johnson might end up falling? Because I thought, you know, Johnson's ability to move into center, you know, he had a couple of rough reps, rough reps there later in the week, but I thought he was very solid. And then Penning is just kind of like a, you know, nasty offensive tackle, tossing guys to the ground, Tried to, almost got into a couple of fights, but he certainly got the size and athleticism to, to play that left tackle spot. Yeah, Penny, Penny is interesting. He led, the, he led the FCS level. He's from Northern Highway in penalties. He had 16 penalties last year. Oh, wow. And after watching about five reps, you understood why. 
in Wednesday's practice in the rain, he actually picked up uh, uh, one of the defenders at the end of a pass rush and threw him into the goalpost scansion. Uh, the pass, the guy was just like, what's going on here? Uh, he's got that kind of raw power. Uh, does have some technique. He, he can. He, he's. He's a work that that it, a good offensive line coach is really going to enjoy, but if he doesn't get it quickly, he's going to be a guy that fizzles out. So you're, you're looking at a high risk, high reward potential there. I'm not sure he's a first rounder, but he's certainly you know first in that first to second round range when you, you you put the little hyphen in there, so you cover yourself when they can go from like 25 to 50 somewhere in there. Yeah, I think that's a pretty comfortable range for, for him. Yeah, I want to bring up Cade Mays from Tennessee too, um, former you know national prominently recruited guy um never really clicked that much um wound up moving into center here um neither team had a natural center on the roster so all these guys are guards and tackles learning to play center on the fly Mays did a really good job at it um as did uh uh what's his name cole strange from from ut chattanooga was another guy that you know played guard in college showed that he can play center and, and has the movement skills to do it but also the power from the guard spot those are a couple guys that are probably, you know, that fourth and fifth round. Uh, Mays might go a little higher than that. They helped themselves this week with with, with their versatility. That was that was that was the big thing. Both the both the Jets and Lions coaching staffs that are here, you know, coaching in the Senior Bowl, they value guys who can play more than one position. Uh, and I, I think a lot of the guys proved that. You know, uh, Johnson's another one that, that did that. A guy who, who showed he can play tackle, probably kick in the left guard if you need him to do that. It, it, it was a good week, not a great week for the offensive line. They did not handle uh, the bull rush all that well. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that, that that will stand out was was that the power from the defensive line overwhelmed the offensive linemen that are here. If you look, if you're a wide zone team, you're probably going to like these offensive linemen more than if you're a power based team. You know, one guy that I thought did handle the, the bull rush pretty well was the uh, Georgia lineman Jamari Salier. I think is is is, is how you pronounce his name. He started yeah. guard and then he moved out of tackle on Thursday's practice. And I don't think he had more than one bad rep the entire week. You know, I don't know how he's going to test athletically. He's he's kind of looks like a big clunky guy. But I thought he, I thought he was very solid in his versatility over the line. I, I think teams could really value that come come draft week. You know, he's an interesting because he's six two and I think about three hundred and thirty pounds, and all of it is between his shoulders and his knees. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the way he's built. Uh, he played. Played right tackle fairly effectively for for the Bulldogs. I see him as a guard, but I, again, if, he's another guy. If he's your sixth lineman and he's your backup tackle, and your right guard goes down, you'll have no problem putting him in and, and not having much of a drop off for most teams. And I, I think that's value for him. He's another guy that's probably in that you know third, fourth, maybe fifth. He's he's not going to test well. Uh, I, I, I would be surprised if he tested well. If he tested in the upper half of things. But not every football player tests great. He is a definite football player. This is a guy who has, he clearly grew up around the game, has been playing it forever. He's learned all the little tricks. He knows how to get away with holding. He knows how, knows just where and when to hit guys at just the right time. Very smart football player. But the testing is probably going to keep him down, and, and that, that's where you can find a value. You know, If he clicks with your offensive line coach, clicks with your head coach, you can have something there. Hey, Jeff, you mentioned you really like the off-ball linebacker class. I want to find out. I want to know who you really liked in that group, but I'll lead off. I thought Trey Anderson from Montana State did himself really well 
over those three days. I know in one-on-ones in the red zone on Thursday, he had three straight reps and he had three straight PBUs, which is really tough to do in those one-on-ones against you know running backs and tight ends. What did you see from Anderson, yeah. and, 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 and who else from that off-ball linebacker class did you like? Yeah, Anderson was a guy that I had never seen play before. Uh, and on Tuesday, in the first leg, they, they did a little bit of a blitz drill. He looked really good in that, too. He's a well-built guy. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to some Montana State film because that, that guy has my attention now. And that, that's the goal for the small school guys here that you haven't seen much of. Um, a, a defensive back from uh, from Fayetteville State was down here. His name's escaping me. Williams um, showed the, got, that guy can fly. Not sure that you can cover. I need to see his game tape. But if you're looking for raw speed with with some enthusiasm, you can look at that. Yeah, uh, I, I like Gary and Beavers out of Cincinnati. I thought he had a solid all around week. Sort of a do it all. You know, n- nothing spectacular, but a really solid linebacker. Damone Clark from LSU really stood out. Did very well in in terms. They they do the drills where you have your your linebacker going against a tight end or running back in both a pass rush and then a coverage drill. And it didn't matter who he was matched up against. He was consistently prob- uh, on, the, on the, uh, the team that the Lions coached, the best linebacker at doing that in, in both phases of that drill. Also did really well in team drills. He, he fell on a fumble that nobody else saw um, coming out of a pile. Just a really, really solid thing. And, and another guy, um, David Asamoah from Oklahoma, yeah. uh, broke the cardinal rule. He, he was tackling people on Tuesday. That's, that's a no-no <laughs> in I want to hit a couple more position groups here, here, Jeff. We really appreciate the time. I thought this tight end group was very deep. I don't think you had that guy that wowed you and you fell off your chair like this guy is going to be a star, but I think you have a bunch of potential quality starting NFL tight ends. What did you see from the group, and who really stood out for you from that group? Yeah, I think Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina was the best one here. Most, most, The biggest threat down the field, he had a catch on Wednesday, uh, again, it was in the rain. Um, it was from Malik Willis. It wasn't a great throw. Tipped the ball to himself yep. over the top of a defensive back. Uh, as you know, I'm a volleyball guy. He he, he gave himself a perfect quick set uh, and, and cashed it in. Uh, that, that was nice. Uh, Kolar from Iowa State is a good one. Uh, Greg Dulcich from UCLA has the best hair here. You know, that matters to me. Um, <laughs> looked, looked really good. Also looked apart in playing tight end. Uh, he was probably the best at getting off the line against press coverage, and that, that's something that if you want your tight ends to do that, he can do that. Uh, def, definitely a good player there. Yeah, it was a deep group. There, and, and I'll bring up uh, Connor Hayward, um, who played running back at Michigan State. They used him a lot at tight end this week, or as a, like an H-back, you know, sort of utility, you know, super back, um, and he did everything really well. He doesn't have open field speed, but he understands how to use his body to set things up. He had very polished routes, really good quick feet, uh, that, that's another guy that made himself some money this week. 
Other than Taylor, Jeff, you know, I had trouble finding wide receivers that I really thought would be, all right, this guy's definitely a day two pick. And usually, you know, I remember a couple years ago when we were there watching like Shai Smith in that group, there's like a million 5'11 guys that can get open. You just didn't really have that group this year. One guy that jumped to me was uh, Valus Jones Jr. from Tennessee. I thought he got open pretty consistently uh, over the course of the practices. Anyone else besides Taylor jump out at you at that wide receiver spot? Yeah, I thought Ole Miss's Braylon Sanders did a, a good job as, as another guy who's a he's a slot guy, but uh, also you know just instantly open, very very quick feet. Didn't the, the big thing with the slot receivers uh, that you see down here, especially guys that are, that are quicker than fast, and that was most of these guys, and, and that's Sanders too, is that they take too much time to get out of their breaks. They're using four steps when you only need to use two. He has that economy of movement that, that translates very well to the NFL, and I liked what he did. I'm glad you brought up Bellis Jones. Another thing that, that he had in his bag, he was the only guy here on Wednesday in the downpour that did not fumble a punt return attempt. Mm. Uh, and he looked pretty good doing that. So so that's another one. He, uh, special teams value, um, you know this very well, guys that are you know fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, they might not be playing on offense or defense right away, but they are going to be playing on special teams, especially if you're you know a wide receiver, defensive back, linebacker. Special teams experience is huge. He's got it. He also showed that he can play on the coverage units, and that, that's important for those guys. And then finally, Jeff, I always warn people that this is a tough event for defensive backs. They get put in these one-on-one drills in <laughs> space, and if you don't embarrass yourself, it's usually a pretty good sign for you. Um, so I always have trouble finding the corners that I like. I, I really I thought Demari Mathis did a good job. I thought Kobe Bryant was pretty good. I like Tariq Castro-Fields from Penn State. I thought Jalen Petre and, and Kirby Joseph were two safeties that had good weeks. Who who are some of the defensive backs that that you thought presented well despite the tough situations they're put in? Yeah, Petre was definitely the best defensive back here all around. The safety from Baylor. He showed that he can go out and cover in one on ones against tight ends, and that was very important. And he had very active hands. One of the things that you like to see is that you a guy who's aware that the ball is in the air before the rider. He doesn't have to peek back to it. He did a really good job of that. Um, uh, Gregory Jr., a guy from Washita Baptist, D- D2 school, call up from the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Um, got beat by Watson a lot on the first day, but kept at it, kept recovering. He's got speed. And another guy, very good with the ball in the air, good closing burst, made up for some things. Uh, the Cincinnati guys, all those all those guys are really well coached. That, that's a testament to, to the program that they've got there. Uh, and and it, they showed why they belonged in that, 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 that the, you know, the, the college playoff. There's a lot of really good football players from there. I, 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 w- I was very impressed in whole with that. Kobe Bryant again, had a couple of really bad reps, yep. but on the whole w- w- was was a lot better than some of his peers here. Jeff, good stuff. I can't wait to see you down at, at Indy uh, at the Combine in about a month. Always like catching up with you there. Thanks so much for doing this last minute. Everyone's scrambling to get the heck out of Mobile. I'm happy I caught you before you step foot on the plane, my man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Safe travels. Thanks so much. That's Jeff Risden, our guest on the Giant Subtle Podcast. We thank him for joining us. And remember, we'll have another episode early next week as we wrap up the week at the Senior Bowl and, of course, the game on Saturday. We'll see you then.